Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? 2022, almost in the rearview mirror as we hit the final week. Going to look back on 2022. Biggest sports story of the year nationally. Sports person, sports figure of the year nationally. So what were they? Pique your interest with that. Also, Billy Napier's next step as we focus on Florida. Loss in the Las Vegas Bowl. Back-to-back losing seasons at Florida. Back-to-back losing seasons for the Gator football program. What needs to happen next year? And why... Building a program isn't what it used to be. It's not. Expectations have to change. You're going to have to get used to losing more than you want to. Uh, even if even the big teams. So I'm, I'm going to explain how that's going to work going forward as well. And going to wrap with an NFL full December dance. I, I'm going to tell you, you know, everybody's focusing on the one seed, the MVP, all of those things. Uh, the three things I'm looking forward to the final few weeks here of the NFL season. All right. Harp on sports, the bar podcast, media, audio, radio network, follow, share, like subscribe at harp on sports, Twitter at harp on sports, Instagram, harp on sports, auditory route, buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple podcast, harp on sports, Facebook page, harp on sports, the YouTube channel. And of course, harp on sports.com. So off with this first sports story of the year, sports person of the year, you know, interesting debate, interesting discussion. And you know, the, the toughest thing is, Whatever takes place usually in January or February gets kind of muzzled when it comes to this. What the Rams did in, in beating the Bengals and finally getting over that hump. I, Matt Stafford, what a great story. But, you know, you follow that up with a, a bad season. In the, you, the NFL just, the postseason just get, kind of gets dwarfed by the next regular season. So I, I don't see anything in the NFL in February. I looked at, it was coach K's swan song in March as he wrapped things up. What a career. But I went through and I looked at the, you know, golf and we have the golf in the news again today where LIV, uh, the, the, the live tour, what's going on with nine 11 protesting families because the masters are going to allow, uh, live golf players to play in the masters and Saudi Arabia's potential involvement in nine 11 golf is nothing to do with on the course stuff. Just nothing to do with it. Now it's created drama and it's been interesting kind of like cart and IndyCar in the late nineties, but mm, really quick. Tell me who won the four majors go, right? It's it's just so kind of, uh, and then kind of the summer, I mean, what Dawn Staley did at South Carolina and hoops and good gracious, Oklahoma women's team, what they were able to do in softball, but everything kind of gets lost in the shuffle here in terms of what individual, what big story and you know, what Argentina just did in the world cup. Yeah. Internationally, that's the story. How's it even a debate? See, well, what about worldwide? Oh, that's easy. It's Argentina winning the world cup done next. That's the story in Qatar and how many people died building those places. And we just kind of brush over. But to me in America, and that's where I wanted to focus the United States of America sports story of the year, sports figure of the year uh, to me, 
the sports figure of the year is Aaron Judge. Steph Curry won Sports Illustrated's version of it. I get it. What Steph Curry did back on top, the Golden State Warriors, he now has four rings. MVP finally wins an MVP award as Steph looks around for. If he can add a fifth, all of a sudden, you know, they've got, without a doubt, a dynasty, what they've done. And he and Clay have been, you know, the core of it. And Draymond came along, <laughs> right? I know Durant came in there and won another one, but it was important for Steph to get this one. Great story. But Aaron Judge hitting 62 home runs. Remarkable. In the post-steroid era, it's remarkable. Albert Pujols catching, you know, you know, 700. And, 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 I'd like to sit here and say, okay, what, what a crowning achievement. But I, I think what happened with Aaron Judge is just a little bit bigger. But baseball had a great, you know, August, September, and October. Baseball had a great run there at the end. So I, how I look at it, I, I'm going Aaron Judge one in terms of sports person sports figure of the year uh steph curry right there and i separate the sports story of the year because i think the sports story of the year is Brittany griner here is a female athlete that's imprisoned in russia now right or wrong you oh, not, that's not the sports story of the year when sports seep into politics and it becomes the number one story on every front page every newscast in america now sports has entered culture and sometimes sports just knocks on the door of culture. The Super Bowl's bigger than just the game of football, right? But the Brittany Griner story involves in the middle of a war with Russia and Ukraine, the fact that she was captive, the, the, what extent do we go to get one of our American citizens back? It just is. It's the sports story of the year, and she's going to play? She plans on playing this year or this season? You know, what's her reception going to be? The fact that she wasn't proud of America and... Look, like it, love it, hate it. It doesn't matter. It is the story of the year. It's well, what else in America? You you, you want to go give it to a team? Fine, go give it to a team. But to me, the sports story of the year is Brittany Griner. Sports figure of the year is Aaron Judge. So, and look, if you want to individualize states, I you know I said to be here thinking about too when it comes to the state of Florida. You know what's the sports team or the sports story here in the state of Florida? Well, I mean, it's the Lightning lost in the Stanley Cup Finals, right? It's got to be them. What else would it be? The Marlins, the Rays didn't get, I, what would it be? Rays get knocked out of the playoffs right away by Cleveland. Florida didn't do anything. Florida State had a nice little bounce back season. Miami didn't do anything. The Marlins do. The Bucks are atrocious. I mean, the sports team in the state of Florida has to be the Lightning, doesn't it? I mean, what else would it be? <laughs> Seriously, what else would it be? So that's why you're like, oh, what about the sports story of the year in Florida? Sports figure of the year in Florida? I think it's pretty simple. I don't even know what two would be. I don't. I guess Gator Women's Softball got to the College World Series, right? See? <laughs> right? I don't know what else. Just kind of uh, The Jaguars are coming on strong this year at the end of the year, which we're going to get to one of the other things I'm looking at coming up here when it comes to the National Football League, but yikes. So there you go. At least my year in review when it comes to those things. Next podcast, I'm going to do college football playoff predictions and what I expect in 2023. But there you go. Sports story of the year, sports figure of the year, Aaron Judge, sports story of the year, Brittany Griner. All right. <sighs> Billy Napier, Florida Gators, ugly end of the season, get waxed by Oregon State in the bowl game. And, you know, I think the Las Vegas Bowl has potential to be one of those big bowl games here in the next decade or so. At least the national championship game will hit there about every five years. And Vegas is going to be one of these places when it's not in the Final Four, when it's not in the Super Bowl, 
you know, college football playoff. It, Vegas is going to host a major sporting event every four years. It just is. It's too great of a city. Access to hotel rooms, gambling, entertainment. There's a million things to do. There's dar. And what city does Vegas kind of hurt here a little bit? Well, you know, Georgia's got a, you know, the new dome in Georgia. You know what Miami has? Cultural cities, things to do. The, the cities that the, the the stadium that's gonna that I got news for you that Vegas is, it's already kind of hurt a little bit is Dallas. That's why Jerry's making renovations. Arlington's a little bit out of the way. Not a lot, of, and then they they're building up that area, but it's not like Vegas. Vegas is almost the perfect place for major events. So I think it's going to be a great place for bowl games coming up and championship games. But with this, not much to say about the Florida Gators. Oh boy, is that ugly. Just terrible. Awful. And you know, Jack Miller at quarterback, Anthony Richardson entering the draft. What, 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 where does this team go from here? Well, it's a complete roster overhaul for Billy Napier going forward, but here's the truth about this. You know, there's no such thing as like coattails anymore. Like, Oh, we had a great class and the next year is going to be fine. Think about like Dan Mullen a couple years ago. SEC championship game. Oh, only lose to Alabama by one possession. Fired. Didn't even make it through the next season. Mel Tucker at Michigan State. Great year last year. What happens this year? Falls apart on him. So I'm just giving you two examples and two instances. Now you can turn it around in a hurry too. Look what Brian Kelly did at LSU. Ed Orger on fire. Oh, we go. My gosh, look in the SEC championship game. Clay Helton at Southern Cal. Yuck. Terrible. Awful. Look what happened at the end of Southern Cal. He's running at the end of SC. Look what happens this year with Lincoln Riley. Boom. Heisman Trophy winner. USC right in the hunt of things to the end. So, you know, you can turn it around really quick. You can fall apart really, really quick. But there's not, I'm sure gradual drain will occur at some schools where, you know, 10 and 2, all right, 8 and 4, 6 and 6. And before you know it, oh my gosh, we're a mediocre program. But the way I see it right now, looking at Florida, they could come out next year and go 9 and 3, 10 and 2. And then follow that up with six and six. And that, with the transfer portal and NIL deals, it's, it's highest bidding stuff now. And it just is. So, oh my gosh, what a disaster. It, end in a hurry. You get the right quarterback. Florida can go 10 and two next year. They could also go four and eight. It could fall apart in a hurry. So the future of this too, when it comes to NIL money and donating money. And I, I look at Florida's, you know, when Napier's next step with all this. In my three years at Florida, this is what I've learned. It's a harsh truth, but this place is a bubble. The University of Florida is a bubble. The best thing that ever happened to my sports career is I moved away from the Midwest. Because everywhere I live, I don't have the bias that I grew up with. Florida athletic problem, and that what Merritt Beeson, a big volleyball star, is entering the transfer portal as well. All, all SEC, potential to be All-American. Telling you, telling every student, telling 18 and 19-year-olds, that our place is special doesn't work anymore. I wrote down Florida's athletics, biggest problem. Quit telling everyone how special you are and be special instead. Oh, it's, we're such a unique place. So is every place else. We are better than everyone else. 17 to 19 year olds don't care that you think you're better. What's in it for me? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? And that's how recruiting, and it's all oh, it shouldn't be in what's in it for me. Look, why are you building these brand new facilities? It's an arms race, right? You're trying to keep up with everybody else. Look what we have to offer. Look what we have to offer. Look what we have to offer you. Look at these new facilities. Look at all this stuff. Instead of the money being spent on facilities, now you need to spend it on the actual athletes. I want a million dollars. 
we're not going to pay that. Then you're not going to win. And again, I mentioned this in my last podcast. This is athletic director's fault. This is coach's fault. These are school president's fault. All this. This NIL mess in the recruiting thing, it's all your fault. It's not you can, it's not the NCAA's fault. You bitched and moan about the NCAA and how they enforce things forever and ever and ever. You strip them of everything. It goes to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court rules against you or, or against the NCAA. Now you want the, the NCAA needs to enforce this. How? When you get caught red-handed like Penn State or USC or anybody else that gets caught red-handed, then you complain and bitch and moan about Miami, about the NCAA and how unfair they are. Does the NCAA have flaws? Absolutely. But the same people hate the NCAA for the same reason they don't like police, and they don't like the IRS. Accountability. Don't want it. Don't. So... I look at it from the perspective of Florida. I look at it like I'm a 17-year-old. Oh, look how awesome we are. Okay, what are you doing for me? Our tradition. Don't care about that. Hate to tell you this. I'm going to blow your mind. You ready for this? Incoming college freshmen do not. I'm going to say this again. Incoming high school freshmen do not. Remember, George Bush is president. The second George Bush. Incoming freshmen in college next year were five when Barack Obama was elected. You could go out on a limb. Yeah, they remember him. When he was, maybe. Maybe. Again, I'm going to say that again. Incoming high school or incoming college freshmen do not remember President George Bush as president. Born after 9-11. Well after it. Gang, it's a different world. And I have nieces and nephews in their 20s, or nieces and their nephews in their 20s, and even younger than that. Look around, just a different perspective. Oh, back when I was, back when I was, that's Florida's problem. And it's not just Florida's problem, it's a lot of problems, right? Notre Dame has this issue. A lot of schools have this issue. Nebraska, oh my gosh, if any school has it worse than anybody else in Nebraska, look how good we were in the 90s. These kids look around and go, you mean when my dad was in high school? So these kids look at this. Okay, okay, boomer. So, Billy Napier's next step, look, they can go 9-3 and next year, but Florida's got to be unique, and they got to figure out something special about them. And to me, that's what the biggest problem is going forward is building an identity that has nothing to do with the past. No, but we're we're, we're going to no, we're going to build on our traditions. Go for it. Go for it. Kirby Smart is not selling. You think people are going to Georgia because they're playing between the hedges and the dog? Ugga Think people are going to Alabama because of Bear Bryant? They're going to Alabama because Nick Saban get them ready for the NFL. They're going to Georgia because Kirby Smart get them ready for the NFL. Fine. Build on your traditions from the 70s and 80s and 90s. It's working out really well for Nebraska and Oklahoma now. Uh, one to wrap with this. NFL, our December dance. The three things that I'm watching is December wraps up for the National Football League. There's a lot of things I'm watching, but three things I'm going to pay particular attention to. These are these are things on the, on, on the side shelf. Maybe the back burner. I think this is interesting. I got my last place pushers. I can't wait to watch the Lions and the Jaguars down the stretch. 
The Lions have their sights set on that last playoff spot. And the Lions should fin- look, the Lions will be favored in their two of their last three games. So the Lions get to nine and eight. Is that enough? Are the Lions nine and seven and the Packers eight and eight when they play at the end of the year for the last playoff spot? It'd be tough for the Packers to beat the Dolphins in Miami. The Dolphins have lost three in a row, though. So I but last place pushers. The Lions per for the last six, seven years, always there at the basement. If they finally figured it out. And also the Jaguars. Jaguars had the number one pick in the draft last year. Had number one pick back-to-back years, didn't they? It's possible that the Jacksonville Jaguars will make the playoffs this year. They're red hot. They're six and eight. They're a game behind the Titans. That division's terrible. Last place pushers. Which gets me to my next point, the Southern shame. The AFC South and the NFC South. Right now, the AFC the, the NFC South is how many games below 500 as this podcast airs? 14. <laughs> the, the, the NFC South has a combined 14 games below 500. The Falcons, the Saints, <laughs> the Panthers are all 5-9, and nine, and the Bucks are 6-8. and eight. You get 14 games below 500 this division. And hey... The AFC South, not much better. Not one team above 500. The Titans, 7-7 seven and seven in first place. Southern shame. AFC and NFC South. We have a couple division winners with losing records. Distinct possibility. I don't see any way that the NFC South winner is not below 500. Well, heck, if the Bucs lose this weekend, they're going to be. If the Bucs lose this weekend, the winner of the South and the NFC is 500, below 500, no matter what. The Bucs lose this weekend. Yeah. Oof. Shame, shame, shame. What do I think? I think the Bucks will end up winning the division. I think the Titans will figure it out too. Before Titans are seven and seven. I just think to ask the Jaguars to win their last three, you know, that gets them to nine and eight. If the Jaguars go nine and eight, they'll win that division. But I, I don't know. It'll be tough. But that's what's going to be fun about that. So my last place pushers, my Southern shame in the big one, Joe Cool two point We're talking about elite quarterbacks in this league. We know Patrick Mahomes is. We know Josh Allen is. Are there other ones? Yeah, look, there's other guys that are close. You know, Jalen Hurts, people talk about Jalen Hurts being the MVP. He's having a good year. He's an elite quarterback. Don't know if we're there yet. And there's certain guys waiting. Uh, to me, I, I got Joe Cool 2.0. Joe Burrow's close. And if Joe Burrow plays like he does the next three weeks, like he did the previous weeks, Joe Burrow's going to win the MVP. He's got 3,900 yards passing, 31 touchdowns and 10 picks. Joe Burrow's on pace for 40 touchdown passes and close to 5,000 yards passing. He does that and the Bengals went out. Look, if the Bengals went out, Joe Burrow's going to win the MVP. Joe Burrow should be the MVP. What, more fourth quarter touchdown passes than any other quarterback in the NFL this year? Look, to me, it's a three-man race. It's Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. One bad game can burn you. Well, the Chiefs haven't played well the last few weeks. It's hurt Patrick Mahomes. But to me, well, Jalen Hurts in first place, but he's hurt. It's Joe Burrow's MVP race to lose. And if Joe Burrow can get over the hump this year with the Bengals, and they already went to the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow will join Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes as your elite quarterbacks. Seven, eight years ago, who were they? Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers in there as well. Got a new big three. Harpon Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpon Sports Twitter, at Harpon Sports Instagram. Harpon Sports Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Harpon Sports Facebook page, Harpon Sports, the YouTube channel, and of course, 
HarpOnSports.com. And remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Merry Christmas. Frankenstein! Have fun with your friends.